0: Welcome to this week's teaching from Exchange Church in the heart of Belfast. Are you ready to receive the the word this morning? Uh, I'm going to recap a little bit for those of you who um, were too hungover to join us on January the 1st. Oh, controversial. That was a wee joke. uh, (laughs) We even did church on a Sunday evening, for goodness sake. Not that there would be anyone in this church doing that. But um, I I asked the question, but I'm going to add a little bit more into it, actually. Um, Because I wanted to encourage you, because it was such a great word, and I I believe that it is a word for you, okay? So if you're ready to receive, I'm going to teach you a little bit. Um, And I I talked, you know, has anyone else made resolutions this year? Does anyone do the whole resolution thing? No, I hope you don't, um, because they'll never work. I just don't want to, you know, if you've you've come here this morning, go, no, new year, new me, I'm going to be four stone lighter, going to read, you know, I'm going to read 100 books this year. You know, all that stuff. David, you're laughing. And, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to break those bad habits. I'm going to pray more. I'm probably be a wee bit nicer to people. And, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But honestly, and then you'll get to, what's, what's today? The 8th of January? I, honestly, I'll give you to the 16th of January before you fall flat on your face. Right? And you go, oh, flipping, I'm a failure. I just can't do it. Lord, I promised you. I just tried my best. Here I am again. You know, sitting, eating popcorn and chocolate and you know you can't walk the length of yourself and all the rest but uh, because uh, there's something in it that I said that uh, like resolutions don't work you're, you're better off getting a revelation of Jesus and uh, for the simple reason is this that resolutions are based on your ability revelation is based on his ability you know and a resolution is based on your faithfulness to do something whereas a revelation of Jesus is based on his faithfulness to you and one works and one doesn't. And so I want to encourage you that, you know, this year, get a view on who you are in Christ because and who Jesus says about you and what grace says about you. Because uh, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul in the Bible, only ever made, uses the word resolution once. and It's in 1 Corinthians <coughs> chapter 2. And he says, For I resolved, to use that word, to know nothing. Among you, except Jesus and Him crucified. So, what he said was, um, in in my heart, in my mind, in my intention, my my trajectory, my view, the way that I'm pointing is this is is Jesus and His finished work alone. And in that place of revelation of Jesus, you find that everything flows to you as opposed to you trying to go and having to get it. All right? And so, don't replay the same scenes as you did last year. And lots of it was good, and lots of it was. uh, was challenging, I know, that for, for lots of people. But I, I believe that the word that the Lord's speaking over us as a church this morning is going to really encourage you. And you know, I'm going to teach you this morning, okay? And uh, so you're going to have to take a few notes um, because there's some Hebrew and everything in here today because I believe that that's important. And I believe that God is going to speak to you through it. But before I do that, I just want to start with a parable. Because in my own reading this week, <laughs> excuse me, I was thinking, uh, and, and I was reading um, in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, and it struck me that, well, let me, let me read it to you. It's a well-known, it's a well-known parable, but I want to make a point. Uh, Jesus went out of the house, it says here in Matthew chapter 9, and sat beside the sea. Now, such great crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and he sat there, while the whole, world, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path. And the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they didn't have much soil and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Now, um, th- this is an interesting place to start in the year because I don't know about you. I've heard, I've heard this. When I think about my life going into 2023 and beyond and I, I go, I am so grateful for what God has done in my life. Anybody? You know, like we're all st- standing here almost as like trophies of grace to go. If it wasn't for the grace of God, where would we be? Most of us, it yeah, doesn't bear thinking about. Uh, but I know I, I, it's okay to want something more. And, you know, I'm gonna talk about that in, in just a few moments. But I started to read this, this parable and it really struck me because if you know anything about modern farming, right? I don't, all right? Remember I watched Jeremy Clarkson's The Farm and had that wee fleeting moment I shared with you last year where I thought, I, I think I could be a farmer. Okay, and Penny just looked and went, "Oh, here he goes again. What is it, right?" But I I thought for a moment it couldn't be that hard, right? Um, So what I do know about modern farming is this: is like, see, when you look at this parable, it seems completely outrageous. I'm going to encourage you with something this morning, because in modern farming that's not how you do things, like. I remember watching Clarkson, right? Who I, I, I kind of love. Don't judge me. I think he's brilliant. And uh, the way they plant stuff is all like GPS, and everything's measured out. And you know, they use the maximum amount of um, seed per square bit. Of the, like everything's really efficient and productive. Do you know what I mean? You don't waste anything. That's the point. Yeah, it cuts the ground. It plants the seed. It's all in nice neat rows. And what they do is they, they get the best soil and they maximize it for productivity. And you know. You never waste seed and you, you always avoid the poor soil. And that's the way modern farmers do it. And you, and you get this picture of Jesus here, right? And so you, you look at Jesus here and he's t- telling this story about these incredible returns. And th- there's something in it which, uh, which really jumped out at me because quite a lot of the time, Whenever we see that, whenever we've heard this, and you think about your life this year, what you're going to do is you're going to go, well, there's bad soil, and there's soil that kind of does okay, and then there's this really good soil where you see these massive returns. And what do we do? We automatically put ourselves into the story, and we figure out what kind of soil are we. Isn't that right? Anyone? That, that, that's what we always do, and it's probably been preached, you. are you a good soil brother? And <laughs> what kind of soil are you? Check your, let's just take a moment to check our hearts before the Lord, lie prostate and just let the Lord know. Remember all that? (laughs) That was a wee joke. You might need to listen back to the the recording to hear what I said there. But the point is I heard that many times. All right. And in the parable, what we do is we get caught up in the business of seeds and soil. And we try to imagine where do we fit this year? Where am I going to fit? right? How will my life this year, not by resolution, but by revelation, be better soil so that I see this more, a bigger return of God in my life, right? And so what happens is we, uh, we completely get it the wrong way around. Completely get it the wrong way around. And this parable is not about what kind of soil you're like. Do you get that? Have you ever heard that before? It's the wrong way around. And Jesus gives us a clue at the very start as to why. What does he say? A bit, a bit like Luke 15 with the parable of the Good Samaritan. What does he start with? There was a man. In the prodigal, what we do is we say, we're like the prodigal and we need to come back to the Lord. But the whole point of the story actually was there was a man, a picture of God himself. So if you look at this parable, where does Jesus start? There was lots of different kinds of soil and they all had to be better soil. What's the very first line? There was a man who sowed or there was a sower, depending on your, your uh, translation. Here then he says the parable of the sower. So the clue is right at the beginning. It's not about soil, it's about the sower. It's not about you, it's about how God deals with you, how Jesus deals with you. And when Jesus explains this parable, he never encourages or exhorts anyone to be good soil or bad soil. Do you get that? He never even mentions it. He says that this parable is about him. It's about the one who owns and works the field. Remember, in the Bible, anytime you hear the word field, it's always representative of the church. Okay, So even going back to Ruth and all that kind of stuff, the fields are always like an image of the church. And it's this one who owns the fields, owns the church, owns the plants, and owns the seeds. So what I love about it is this. At the, this thing, it's, it's, it's leaning to that point of revolution, or resolution and, and revelation. It's get your eyes off yourself because what the parable tells us is this is Jesus who is willing to see that there is a possibility, even in rocky, hard, shallow, or thorny ground, right? He says that even though seed may come and it may not grow, God is going to scatter his love and his grace liberally into your life because he sees the potential of what his word can do. Do you get that? It's about the sower. It's not about who you are. The parable is about God saying that even when it's hard-packed soil, even when it's rocky soil, even when it's thorny and dark, the stuff that we esteem ourselves in, you know what God says, All of that's okay. He's not saying that it's acceptable in the sense of he wants to leave you there, but he says it doesn't matter what the soil's like. It's good enough for me to sow into. You get that? Get your eyes off yourself and onto the one who is liberally showering you with grace this year. Why is it? Why is? Why does he do that? He sees the potential. The sower seems to be scattering seed sometimes, probably knowing that it's not going to grow, but he sees the possibility that it might. He sees the potential. So are you the soil in this parable? Well, who knows? People have preached it for years. I don't think that's particularly clear. Maybe it doesn't matter. Actually, what really matters is it shows us today that the Lord has decided over your life this year to scatter grace, mercy, and love in all directions, irrespective of what's going on in your heart. Do you get that? That's grace, folks. Even, even think about that for the people that you know. You anyway, know, sometimes we make a decision not to share God's love, share God's grace with people because their heart's not in it. Do you get that? We make the decision about what kind of soil they are. The Lord says, scatter it anyway. Be liberal with it. I, I get this picture, you know, of, um, you know, like if you watch, if you watch people, you know, I, I might have mentioned a few years ago I was in Israel and you, <laughs> you could actually watch... Um, people doing this it was crazy right and uh, it was up in the Golan Heights we watched it and they, they, they literally just put their arms in to these big bags of seed and they're just winging it in every direction right walking around flinging it everywhere and I remember thinking about that at the time going that's a bit crazy and uh, when I started to read it again this week the Lord brought that picture back to my head and I, I want you to see that that you know the, the sowing God has shown us that the lens of good and bad soil, how you esteem yourself right now, how you esteem where you are at the start of this year, how you think you're, where you think your heart's at, where you think you need to improve, where, what you think you need to do, is not how he sees you. Can I just say this? The product, your productivity or the productivity of the soil doesn't, will not determine whether or not God will sow into your life this year. So take the, am I making sense? Take the pressure off yourself. It's not about you. Because many of us will sit here this morning as I get into the Word um, and the kind of theme for our year and what you'll be doing is saying, well, I I can't really receive that because I am here. My heart is like this. I am like that. And the sower just goes, take it, receive it. And you know what? When I'm done sowing in one place, I'm going to keep sowing into your life week after week day after day week after week as you gather here as exchange church the Lord is going to be sowing his mercy his grace and his love into your life and it won't be because you're good it's because he loves you and he sees the potential of what his word will do in you do you get that? and so it's not about take the the pressure off because it's not about you The, the, the sower sows because the sower has decided the scatter seed is what I wrote this week God gives God's word of grace to us because he's decided that we're already loved and there's no amount of fruit that we can bear or fail to bear there's no good works that we can do to earn or sin that will ever separate us from his love and his mercy because no matter where you're at he sows his grace amen now it's really important that you hear that because I I I believe that in 2023 um, there is a special word over us as a church and I know that um at this time of year, when you look around the place, you know, I've, I was um, kind of checking in with some of my pastor friends from around the world, and th- this is the month where everyone goes kind of, we, we do, do kind of like the religious equivalent of the new year, new me. Do you get that? And I love what Adam said this morning, you know, number one, God's a generational God from, you know, it's like, believe that for your family, he's a generational God, but he started in you, he's going to do in your kids and in your grandkids, all right? That's a promise from the Lord for you this morning because when when, Moses, uh, when Joshua takes over from Moses, I just had this sense of I'm a generational God. Encourage people this morning that their children and their children's children will see the goodness of God. For some of you, take that word and just say, I received that seed this morning. Um, but also um, what happens is we, go, we can go a wee bit crazy, can't we? We look for significance in things that might not be there. Now, I'm not criticizing in any way because... Um, you know, like the church equivalent of, here's our vision, and all the rest of it. Um, that's good. That is good. But I, I, I've got a wee bit tired of that, I think I said last week. You know, the kind of, in, in my church experience, it was almost, we're riding the next wave. It was always that expression. And I was making the point last week to people, I was going, you know, what's the wave? What's the next wave of the Spirit? You know all this? And I, I used to get really uptight about this. Because, number one, I can't swim, right? So the, the whole analogy used to make it, it just didn't help me, right? Because I, I used to think, oh, oh, no. If it's about swimming, I can't do it. And uh, I never learned how to do that. I should have learned how to do that, but it's too late now because I'm 39 and I think it's passed, right? <laughs> right? And Right? Um, and the inference was this. The inference was, now listen to me. The inference was there are people who are going to be in the middle of what the Lord is doing, and people who are not. And the difference will be whether or not you're on the wave. Do You get that? Has anyone ever heard that stuff? Okay, and it used to scare the life out of me, because as I said last week, I, I, I thought, I'm, I'm going to be the guy who's standing on the beach with my surfboard under my arm, in my speedos, right? <laughs> Pulled right up, and uh, <laughs> up under my armpits, going, there's the flipping wave i missed the flipping wave again. Does that turn some of you? Right. Going, Lord, does the wave come back? Or do I need to wait the next January to get the new wave? How do you even know that that's the wave you want to be on? Because there's lots of ways? Wave- I had lots of thoughts about this stuff. And so I, I, I say that as a, pre, as a kind of, you know, I, I did have a moment, though. Over Christmas, where you know I'd said before that I, I, I don't I'm never that guy who wakes up in the middle of the night with you know an angel over the bed going, Thus saith the Lord, here's the word for 2023. Never happens to me. I wake up in the middle of the night and go, Oh man, I need a pee and will I be able to get back to sleep? Right? Just being really honest, anyone? You probably want it more holy than that, but that's the truth. And I want to hear from Jesus in the middle of the night, but I just am distracted in many ways, right? And so, but I did have this moment and one night I did actually, I, I, I kind of had this sense of 2023, what is the, pro, the prophetic significance of what this means? So I started to read about it and I want to encourage you today, this is where I'm going to dial in, that I believe that this is a prophetic declaration, like a banner, if you like, over your life this year. How many times are you going to write 23, 2023 this year? It's going to be high hundreds, if not thousands of times. How many times are you going to say it? So the Lord started to speak to me. And so um, I felt the Lord say, there is a prophetic significance to the times that we live in. And nothing is by accident. And so I started to to look into it and look into what this actually means. Now, um, and I want you to go away from today going, whatever it is, this is how the Lord is going to sow into your life irrespective of the condition of your heart on any one day, because his grace and his love is about his faithfulness and not yours, his ability and not yours. And so when we look at 23, what does it mean? Well, in Hebrew, numbers are really, really significant. And they're they're super significant, in fact. Remember that in Hebrew, every letter is associated with a number. So you've got the letter, you've got a number, and you've also got a picture that goes along with it. And each of those things gives more clarity to what they actually mean. That's why it's such a rich language. You know, in, Eng- in English, sometimes what we have is a fairly flat, kind of one or two dimensional view of words and what they mean. So, for example, love, and there's lots of different kinds of love, depending, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But to write twenty three in Hebrew, I-, I felt the Lord say, "What is the ba- what is this whole year about? What is the grace in this year for the church and for the people in it?" And so, to write t- twenty three. They wrote two different words in Hebrew. They wrote the word calf, which is 20, and then gemel, which is three. I'm gonna explain both of these. Because twenty because they don't have like a, a different number for 23, they can join calf, the number 20, with gemel number three. And that's how they do it. So let's break it down so that you can be encouraged today and assured that God's grace is being liberally scattered into your life. Because calf means redemption. The number 20 in Hebrew means redemption. And what's interesting is, that's, that's what it literally means. Now, the, the image that goes along with kaf is, is a palm, right? Palm, an open hand in Hebrew. And what it signifies is giving freely. So it, it, palms in Hebrew mean two things. Number one, um, when they're open like this, what it means, what do you do when you bless someone? Your palms are open and towards them. You know, when you give, this is what it looks like. But also from the hand of God, when the palms are turned down, it means to cover your sin, all right? So th- this, is what, this is what rabbis and stuff would, would teach. The palms of God down cover your sin and his p- open palms like this are open to you when, in blessing. Does that make sense? So redemption in the sense of you being lifted up I'm blessed. His hands are always open to you in blessing. Now, keep that in mind because actually, when you look at this word kaf, there's only two, two words. It's kaf uh, or kaph in English, but in tra- when uh, the transliteration, but the actual word in Hebrew is only two letters. And the first word, the first initial word is the word koach, which means potential. Now, listen to this. And then the second word is poel, which means actual. So this whole thing of redemption, what does that actually mean in real life, okay? It suggests that in calf, there, it enables the power that has been put of you, put in you to be made actual in reality. Do you get that? It takes the potential, think about the seed, the potential of God's promise of grace to you, and actually what this word redemption does is it takes it. Rather than just sitting like latently inside you, as there's the chance for that to happen, the word is it moves from there to the actual physical reality of how you live. Isn't that incredible? So, Koach poel is the, are the two words that make up calf. And so it speaks of blessing because when you bless someone, when God blesses you, his palms are open towards you, your hands are open, you, you, they're not closed. They've covered your sin and now they're open towards you. And his blessing is not just about telling you about potential. So when the word comes every week of God's grace and God's love, what the Lord is saying over 2023 is for those of you who have heard the potential of his word, those of you who have heard about the goodness of his grace but have not yet seen it, I believe in these weeks and months to come, over this year, it's going to move in your life. From the potential of what grace can do to you living in the goodness of God's grace every day. Amen? What's the difference between people who will walk in it and not the condition of their heart? No, those who will simply say, yes, I receive. Amen? And so that's the 20. Isn't that cool? And um, because I love that sense. I love that sense of God's hands always open. His palms towards you to bless you. His palms, and that, that, is, that is such a picture of grace, God standing there with his hands open to you, going, bless. You know, it's like, let me pour out my goodness and my grace in your life. Let me so liberally and fully and forcefully my grace and my love into you. Now, when we get to the number three, because it's 2023, um, three is Gemel. And the number three in Hebrew, many of y'all know, because I've taught on it before, means divine fullness and protection, perfection rather. And so <coughs> the the image here for three is a camel. And uh, it's an interesting one. You think, what does that mean? Well, camels were used to lift things up. Okay, take them off the ground, take them off the earth, off the muck, and to lift them up to a higher place. And from there, what would happen is the camel would carry the weight and the burden because that's what they were. They were beasts of burden. So it's this sense of something carrying the weight and lifting it up from you. Now, so it, it, it literally means to be lifted up. Now, there's two sides of this. The negative side is pride, okay? And pride simply doesn't mean that you think that you're, you're the man or you're the woman. Pride simply means that you have your eyes and your attention on yourself and not on the Lord. Pride looks like two different ends of a stick at times. You'll see arrogance, and you'll see kind of forcefulness that way, like, look at me, aren't I brilliant? And we kind of go, well, that, they're very proud, right? People who tend to go, well, you know what? I can do nothing, and I'm not good enough, and I'm I'm just, you know, like really, really quite rubbish. That's equally as full of pride as the other one. We don't recognize it, but it's exactly the same thing. It's two ends of the one stick. Why? Because it's about being self-centered and not Jesus-centered. So actually one of the most humble things you can say about yourself or true humility is who does Jesus say that I am? Not my estimation of myself. That's why Moses was able to write, wasn't he? Yeah, Moses was the most humble man on the face of the earth. We go, oh, seriously, you think you are, pal, all right? And he wrote the verse, remember? Well, I can see, if I come in here this morning, I'd say to you, quite frankly, this morning, I am the most humble man in here. I can see it in your faces already, going, look at your man some somewhere about himself, doesn't he? Mr. <laughs> yes, humble. Oh, you know. But we need to be careful because in being lifted up, it's not about like um, about self. It's actually about being elevated to a position of authority that's given by God. So the number three here is about divine fullness, completeness, and perfection. That's what it means. So you're lifted up out of the earth to a place of authority and divine perfection. Now, what happens? There's something though that happens when you put, so that's calf and that's gamel. That's the two words together. Then the Lord said, go and look at what they mean when you put them together. So what happens when they're conjoined? Because it means something different. Again, there's another layer to it, All right. And when you put calf gamel together, literally 23, it means death and then resurrection life. So that's how they wrote it. It means that like the open palms of God are blessing you and in this case, what they're going to do this year is lift you up, speak resurrection over your life so that that which is sat in you as potential is now your lived experience. Does that make sense? <coughs> do you know what I'm trying to say to you today? Where is it in your life that you go, I need a resurrection of this? What have you brought into this year where you kind of have felt that's dead and that's gone? Where you, you know, you're, like, you're kicking the corpse and go on, you know what? And kick this thing, put the jump leads on it all I want. This dream isn't coming back. This opportunity. Man, I had the potential to be something incredible, right? I had the potential to do so much. I had so many dreams in my heart. And the Lord, but look at them now. And the Lord says, this is a year where I am gonna resurrect that which was dead and bring it back to life from potential to reality, because my hands are open to bless you this year. Amen. Oh, somebody give me a yes and amen for that word. That's, I honestly believe this year. And so I want you to think about that. I want you to think about this for yourself, because I I believe that what is the Lord is is prophetically speaking over you, if you put those two things together, is from resurrection to life, from potential to actual, with open hands every time. And so you, you can go to the Lord today and go, what is it? Is it kids? Is it relationships? Is it ministry? Is it just where you are? Is it stuff from the past? Because, and, and it feels dead to you? And it feels like that was there was a, there was a chance for me. You know, for me, I, I look over my... Uh, last number of I suppose leaving the church you kind of go flip me talk about things that I dreamt about but have been as dead as Hector honestly for lots of different reasons and the Lord challenging me encouraging me and speaking to me about going Can you, would you believe that this year that some of those things will you know I'll bring the dead things back to life because that's the banner I have over the year my everyday my hands are open Every day I'm scattering, sowing my love and my grace irrespective of the condition of your heart because the condition of your heart doesn't change how I love you. It just, I just see the potential every time so I never stop, I never stop sowing. It seems crazy. The religious people will go put it in a nice neat line. Only sow, I've even heard church people say this, we only sow where you get a good return. <laughs> Honestly, I've heard that preached from churches. Only sow where you get a good return. I'm thinking that's not what Jesus did. He just sees potential every time. He sees the the potential of you and what you can do. Know the potential of his word and his promise. He knows the fullness of his grace. He knows the power of his finished work. He knows the potential that it has to touch any situation, any man, any woman, any heart, any mind, any sickness, and to bring it from death to life. And so he'll never stop sowing in you this year. Never stop. And so I want you today to think even for a couple of moments, So go, what are the things in my life that feel dead to me or have felt dead for me? Because I'm speaking a word of hope over you today. To go, the Lord is speaking to you over this year. And I'm going to talk about this on Wednesday night, by the way. So if you're about to come, I've got a meeting at half seven on Wednesday. You're all invited. Um, I'm going to talk into this year, tell you what we're going to be doing. And I should have said it at the start, but I'm doing it in the middle of the sermon. But come along Wednesday night, 7.30 here at church. And please don't miss it. Because I want to speak into that and we're going to start and pray into those things. We're going to start and pray over our lives, pray for the people in our lives, pray for our children, pray for our families. And because I'm believing that this is a year in every situation where everywhere you plant your foot, it's, it's every time you hear the, the 23, every time you say it, that the first thing that comes to your spirit and your heart is, his hands are open to bless me right now in this situation. Wherever I am right now, he, I've got open hands from God. Amen. Is that encouraging anyone? Somebody do tell your faces that then. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that's such a word of grace. I'm going to unpack this a little bit more um, in, in the weeks to come because it's about inheritance actually is the word that the Lord spoke to me over you for this year. Inheritance is about what is given to you that you didn't earn not because of what you've done, but because of who you are. And you inherit because of who you are and who's you are. Not because of what you've done. And I, I, I think what's really interesting is that for some of you, I, I want to just say this. That some of you have thought that the mess is so bad that there's no way God could turn it around. Right? Or it's too far gone. And so I could never believe again. And the Lord just comes alongside you this morning and whispers in your ear his words of grace and says, do you believe that this year that I am moving, even when you can't see it, bringing the dead things of your your life and resurrecting them, resurrecting them again? Amen? And I know for some of you, you go, I've heard this before, or I want to believe, but I can't, right? And what does the Lord say? The condition of your heart, don't worry about it. Come to this place week in, week out, and receive God's grace. Receive God's encouragement. Receive the finished work of Jesus. Just keep receiving and receiving and receiving the word of God's grace. And he, do you know why he keeps scattering it? He sees the potential of the seed. Amen? And so I'm gonna be very, very nearly finished here actually this morning. I think that it's that sense of, of potential this year that I believe the spirit of the Lord has sent. you're gonna see it manifest because you've got an open hand towards you this year and every bit of blessing is pouring towards you. And so the question I, I want to ask you is, will you believe that this year? You know, if you, um, I, I know for me, um, if I think about a number of things, my first human reaction, my emotional reaction, if you like, is no way. And the second question is, if, I, if that did happen, I have no clue how it would work. You get that? It's like, God, if you were doing that, it would be awesome. How's that going to work? No, not a, not a scooby, really. How, what would that look like? I feel the Lord just said to me this week, well, here's the deal. It's not up for you to worry about that. It's up to me to worry about that. Why would you worry about something that I'm worrying about? You know what I mean? It's like, why are you worrying about my job, I'm good enough to do my job. Your job is just to receive from me and to trust me and to stay in faith. Right? Stay in faith. Take this word this morning and stay in faith on it. Take the word of God's grace. The, the Bible says, make sure it's, how will it be null invo- or of no effect? Is if you just let it go, but if you mix it with faith, you put it together, then God will do incredible things. That's what Apostle Paul said, wasn't it? this word was no good to you because you didn't mix it with faith. Well, mix it with faith today. What does that look like? I'm going to do New Year, New Me. Lord, I'm going to get up every morning at half six and read the Bible. For some of you, it'll just be, I'm going to read the Bible. Never mind half six. Half six would be brilliant. Isn't that right? Awkward laughs around the room. <laughs> Let's just let that one sit, shall we? Definitely going to read the Bible this year. That's what I'm going (laughs) to do. I don't know how you'll stay in faith if you don't read the word. Can I just throw that out? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word. And so the way to stay in faith and to be able to activate that faith in what grace has done is to receive every day yourself through the word of God. That's just a simple one, right? So um, I'm not, I know I'm joking there, but I'm not really. Now, can I just finish with um, has this been okay today? I just want to encourage, I, I just I've, I just really felt like at the, the start of this, I, I don't want to go, woo-hoo, I, I just genuinely, honest to goodness, feel like the Lord is going, I am bringing dead things to life, that's what this year is about, open hands to bless, potential to actual, like just grace upon grace every day coming towards you, irrespective of the condition of your heart, okay, and what happens then? Is over time, he lifts you up. That's the picture of out of death into resurrection life. And it's not just to be talked about. It's to be lived this year. So will you live it in faith? Now, um, I just want to finish with a really famous verse, okay? Which is on every card and and cheesy picture in, um, you know, what do you call that? Faith mission. You know, they have those lovely pictures of like mountains and all that with verses over them. You just think, who buys those? Anyway, do you know what I mean? Do you buy them? They're flipping awful, aren't they? Is that that too honest? Sometimes I look and I go, no wonder the world thinks Christians are weird. Do you know what I mean? Here's a picture of a puppy with a verse over it. Anyway, I digress. But there's a really famous verse. If you love those things, I am really sorry for offending you. Although I'm not really. Wise up. And it's the 21st century. I bought loads of those for Christmas for my friends. Um, it's terrible, isn't it? So Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And I said last, last week, I just, there's a couple of words here that are really, really important. That, and it's a Hebrew word. And it's, I know the thoughts that I think towards you says, the Lord thoughts of peace. Now, what's really, really good for you to know as you come away from a word of this is that the word thinks is not just I think it. I think lots of things and I don't do half of them. Anyone? Right? I have lots of good thoughts. (laughs) Lots of really average thoughts and lots of bad thoughts. Right? The whole nine yards, the whole gamut of of thinking. However, the word here in Hebrew is mechashabah and it means intention towards something. And so whenever the Lord says here, uh, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. You see, thinking can be quite neutral, but this word makashabah in Hebrew means uh, intention towards. It carries the whole sense of action towards you. Do you get that? So it's not just, I just want you to be blessed. It's like, I am actively working to bring about peace in your life. You get that? My intention is not just a think it, but my intention, my action is every day the Lord says, I am working goodness even when you can't see it. I am working goodness even when you can't feel it. I am working my grace even when it looks like to your natural eyes, I might be a thousand miles away because my intention, my action towards you every day is shalom, is peace, is wholeness, is prosperity, it's rest, it's favor, it's safety, it's protection, everything that shalom means. I want to encourage you today as you go from this, from this service, is if you can take away one thought it's, or a couple of thoughts, it would be this for me. God is intending this and he's already today before the word even came to you, is already working in those areas of your life that he wants you to mix with faith. Do you get that? He doesn't; he, He's not activated by you. He's already working. He's already gone before you this year. Do you get that? His grace was already at play before you opened your eyes in 2023. He had already declared over you, my hands are open and they're blessed, okay? And, and it's blessing towards you. He already had in his heart to go, I want you not just to hear this word and what it, the potential that it speaks, but I want you to live it. And whatever has been dead in your life, whatever the enemy has said is gone and it's not coming back. Whatever you have believed and received, go, this is the way that it is and I will never see the goodness of God in this area. He says, let me show you this year, dead things coming to life from death to resurrection. (laughs) Amen. Now that's what I call a word. That's what I call a word. Close your eyes for one minute. Can we have uh, our worship guys getting ready? Um, But just, just calm yourselves for one moment. We've got a bit of time. Father, even as your word has come this morning, I just uh, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that this is the good seed that is sown into our hearts and into our minds this morning. Father, I thank you that even today in this place, Lord, you are working and you're speaking and saying to each one of us that this is a year, 2023, Kafka is a year of resurrection from death to life why because you lift us up you your hands are open to bless you take that the potential of your finished work lord and you move it in that space into our lived reality father that means in our bodies being healthy and strong being blessed in our finances lord having good relationships lord living with a sense of peace in our minds Lord, knowing, living with purpose. Lord, living with a sense of safety and security, not being pushed and, and battered about by everything that the world's gonna try to conjure up in terms of fear this year. But Lord, as you have told us time and time again, we're called, to, when we receive the gift of righteousness, we're called to reign like kings over, uh, over the things of the earth, not being subjected to them. Lord, I pray over every heart, oh, for those things, Lord, that you've brought to mind. For the people and for the relationships, Father, where we've just accepted this is it. Father, for the lack of fruit in times when we've just gone, well, this is the way that it is. Father, for the things that we've given into in fear and just said, well, that's just the way that it is. I speak fresh hope over your life this morning. I speak grace over those situations. I speak grace over those people. I thank you that the promise of God to you this morning is that while you rest in his presence and receive his love, he is working on your behalf. In everything that you will never be able to change, in every situation that you will never be able to alter, he is working for you. He's working in their hearts. He's working in their minds. He's working in your business. He's working in your family. He's working now. And he says to you, trust me this year. Because the word that I'm speaking over you is death to life. It's a year of resurrection. It's a year of new hope. It's a year of fresh testimony. It's a year of knowing above all things that you are now walking in the goodness of God in a new level and in a new experience. Even when your situation would shout at you and scream at you that you should be depressed, that you should be angry, that you should be vengeful, that you should be scared out of your mind, that you should be getting smaller and protecting yourself. When the world is screaming one thing, the Lord speaks hope over you this morning. He speaks life over you this morning, over your families this morning. And he says, receive this word and mix it with faith. Trust that I am working. Because Lord, we're going to be led this year by your Holy Spirit, being led by your truth, being led by your promise. Lord, not pushed from pillar to post. Lord, not pushed by agendas that are there not to bring us freedom, but to condemn us and to keep us locked in fear. We say no to that. And Jesus, we say yes to your Holy Spirit leading us into your grace. And so Father, that's what I speak over our church. I speak it over every family, over everyone watching today, over everyone who's here today. You know, if you're here this morning, I know it's never by accident, I believe that every time. If you're here, it's because the Lord's speaking to you. And those things that are in your head this morning, the things that even came to mind, I just pray, you know, if, I, I honestly believe if they came to your mind and came to your attention this morning, the Lord's working in them. What I do when I'm, it feels too big is I just go, Lord, thank you that you're working. I can't, but you can. I'm not able, but you are able. I'm not faithful enough, but you're faithful. I can't see it, but you've already done it. And I switched to that place of resurrection life. So Father, we thank you for your word in here. Thank you for the healing that it brings, the hope that it brings. Thank you, Father, for the change that it brings, the transformation that it brings. Lord, thank you for the promise that it is today for us. Lord, we thank you and we declare in faith. You can join with me if you want in this. That 2023, I believe, is a year of God's favor. It's a year of resurrection life. It's a year of testimony and fruitfulness. It's a year of new salvation, new experience, new people in this church, in this kingdom, being washed every week in the message of his love and his grace. Amen, church. Amen. Stand to your feet and let's take our offering together and our communion. Father, we take this bread in our hands, Lord, and we say thank you for your body broken for us. You know, we believe in this church that communion is not just a a thing that you do. We believe it's an act of faith. It's a supernatural act of faith and that there's healing in both your body and, and in your mind As you receive, because the, the word says that Jesus was pierced for you, his literal body was pierced, and he was beaten, and he went to a cross, and all of the sickness and the dysfunction, both in our physical bodies and in our minds, was taken by him so that we could be whole and we could be healed. Can I just say unequivocally that God wants you well? Sickness is not from God, there is no blessing in sickness, there is no purpose in sickness. And what I would say to you is that Jesus this morning speaks over you life and health. Because every time that he confronted sickness, go and read his word and, and, and tell me if it's any different. Every time. The only people who didn't, were not healed were those who didn't respond in faith. And so what I say over you this morning is this. That even if this is one of the issues where it's been from, from being the Lord wants to resurrect in you. Even this morning, i coming again to say, Lord, I believe. And so I receive your grace and your healing in my body in Jesus' name. And so let's eat. And Father, we thank you for the cup this morning. Father, we thank you that your blood has given us the greatest gift of all, and that's the gift of no condemnation. You know what, church? You're righteous this morning. Amen. 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 Not good news. Father, you're the righteousness of Christ himself. That means that there is no unsettled claim against you. There is no shame or condemnation over your life today given to you by God. He looks at you this morning and he loves you. He sees you as perfect and complete. He sees you as holy. He sees you as loved. He sees you right now through the lens of the finished work of Jesus and he declares you acceptable in every way. Isn't that amazing? That's why he sows into your life because you're acceptable in every way. So Jesus, I thank you this morning for your blood poured out for us. And we drink this morning, Lord, saying, thank you that this is your gift. Thank you that we're righteous. And because we're righteous, we can approach you boldly in these days, Lord, and receive everything that we need. Amen. You encouraged? Good. What we're going to do is we're going to worship with our last song. Uh, guys, are going to lead us. And uh, we're going to lift our offering as we do that. Can I just say... First Sunday of the month, um, uh, start, start the years you mean to go on. In this church, you will never hear about money before you've heard about Jesus and his love for you. And we believe in giving. We believe in tithing. We believe that that's an important part of our worship and who we are. We believe that it sets us up to receive grace upon grace in our lives. And so I would encourage you, don't live. Don't live in, I know that, you know, I read this thing on the internet this week. It made me laugh. Uh, like when you get paid on the 20th of December, you don't realize that it has to do you to the 91st of January. Do you know what I mean? And that just made me chuckle. Uh, but, um, but I want to encourage you, particularly at the start of this year, is, is get your giving in order because it's about your position of trust. It's about saying, Lord, I put you first. I trust you first. And I honestly believe that in that posture that you will see so much blessing in your life because when you don't actually all you've done is you've succumbed to fear and so listen to the Lord and if he speaks to you about it then so and so generously I would encourage you to do that now let's worship the Lord together with our last song lift your hands lift your heart and let's say thank you Jesus that your banner over me this year is from death to life amen